friends to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 36. And the Denver Nuggets are your 2022-2023 NBA Finals champions. I dive into everything about the Nuggets winning their first finals in franchise history. Nikola Jokic winning the finals MVP and apparently losing the trophy. And how I turned from a legitimate hater to somebody who has true legitimate respect for the man. How's everybody doing? Hope you all had a great week. Uh, sports are in a weird little lull period right now with the NBA Finals being over and uh, the NHL playoffs being over. Shout out to the Nuggets. Shout out to the Knights. Both great finals matchups. It was a lot of fun. But we got to start here. Uh, yes, Jeremy's back with our brotherly love and hate segment. We'll get to that later, but I, I've got a lot to say. Again, as somebody who is uh, is decided to put his big boy pants on, and let's let's talk about some things. And let's start here. Big time congrats to the Nuggets and their fans. I've got some Twitter homies that I truly am legitimately happy for. Send them each a little message after uh, they close it out. Swipe Mick, Ethan, Gabriel, like dudes who have been legitimately cool to me throughout uh when sometimes it feels like the rest of the fan base uh maybe is the worst i know i know not everybody feels that way but anyway shout out to you guys like truly genuinely happy for you the nuggets were hands down the best team in the nba this season now people today and honestly throughout the finals were saying like ah this is the easiest path to a ring ever and honestly looking at it on paper it's like okay you can kind of see the argument right eight seed t wolves the four-seed Suns, seven-seed Lakers, eight-seed Heat in the finals. You can kind of see that. Nope, you can't. It's the dumbest statement in the world. Dumbest argument in the world. You're going to give the Nuggets a hard time and hold it against them because they beat who was in front of them? As if they could control what other teams did in their series? Look, if you're just an idiot and looking at this on paper, then yeah, of course it looks like that. But that's not it at all. The Nuggets beat and honestly dominated every single team that was in front of them. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They did it in an extremely convincing fashion. There's no argument, no debate. Period. That's it. Now, everybody wants to bring up Embiid and the MVP. Rightfully so. I get it. We'll talk about the post-game comments made by Jamal Murray in a second, whatever. But before any of that, and before the closeout game, there's a gentleman by the name of Ryan Blackburn who writes for Mile High Sports. He decides to publish and write a quote-unquote process article, and it really bugged me. And we're going to talk about it for a second. <sighs> Honestly, I'm a Philly guy, so yeah, it bugged me. Taking off my Philly hat, if you're a Nuggets fan, it should have at least made you shake your head a little bit seeing this article come out one game away from winning the entire thing for the first time ever. Out of everything that you could talk about, everything that you could publish an article about, you decide to write an article taking a shot at a random-ass Eastern Conference team, saying that their process wasn't done correctly in Philly at all, but that it was done correctly in Denver. Look, whether that's true or not, whether the NBA had something to do with that or not, the fact that you just couldn't enjoy the moment and just focus on your own team and decide to publish that article is a little rough. Comparison is the thief of joy, my friends. And it's sad. Look, I know the dude was just trying to get some clicks. No, he was trying to get some engagement on Twitter, make some people mad, whatever. I get that. Not my favorite look. Again, 
even with my Philly hat off, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But again, Ryan is the same dude who said that Jokic didn't win the MVP this year because he just didn't want to. That if he wanted to win the MVP, he would have. So, I don't know. Just, uh, again, just funny because by the way that he's tweeting and writing things, you would never know that uh, Jokic is a back-to-back two-time MVP and now a finals MVP and a championship winner. Anyway, that just bothered me. It's like, dude, focus on what's in front of you. That's it. Block out everything else. I can assure you, if I was in your shoes, I would not even be concerned about the MVP award. I can promise you that. Now, speaking of the MVP award, this is kind of a little hot topic because people clearly are like, oh, Jokic got robbed. Jokic got robbed. To act like Embiid didn't deserve this MVP this year in the regular season is a little bit insane. Look, is the timing of everything just the worst possible for Embiid to win it and kind of hilarious for Jokic to not win it? Yes, of course it is. But Embiid deserved it. Now look, Jokic showed all of us, Sixers fans, basketball fans, casuals, not casuals, people like myself who just have their Philly Homer hat on and would go to battle and has gone to battle for Embiid day in and day out, Jokic has showed me that he is on another level entirely. Not just from Embiid, but from almost everybody else in the entire league. Now, looking at this from a Philly perspective, every year the Sixers do the same thing. Give me just enough hope. They give you just enough hope to tease you, only to find some other just crazier way than the year before to crush your soul. And that's what they did in excruciating fashion this year. An Embiid-Jokic finals would have been absolutely unbelievable. would have been the craziest thing on Twitter ever. And the Sixers took that from us. Now, I hope Embiid did one of these two things this postseason after getting eliminated. One, I hope he went somewhere off the grid with his family. No phone, no social media, no TV. I hope he just vanished. Chill for a bit. It would be very healthy, very good for him. That's the first. The second, I hope he watched everything. I hope he read everything. I hope he listened to everything. If we're being real, next season is what we're going to and when we're going to see if Joel Embiid has another level. We're going to see what he's really made of. If he can use all of this talk, because there's plenty of it, to somehow take his game to another level, that's what we need to see. Now look, if this is what Embiid is, if this is peak Embiid, if this is who he is, great. But we need to know. Now, another little tangent about the Sixers here. As of today, they've been linked to Bradley Beal. Doubt that happens. Curious to see what happens with Harden. I'm curious to see what this roster looks like, period, next year. If there's one thing I do know, it's that the Sixers won't have a player as good as Joel Embiid for at least the next 50 years. Maybe never. Who knows? They have to do whatever they can to maximize their chance of winning with him. They have to. There's talks of like a gap year if Harden leaves. There's no shot that happens. Embiid's window is now. It's slowly closing. Who knows? I mean, realistically, who knows how much longer the dude can play at this high of a level for? But the window's now. The front office knows it. And Daryl Morey will make something happen. He always does. I fully accept, I genuinely fully expect to be sucked right back into this team uh, with Nick Nurse leading the charge the second the season starts. Honestly, probably before that with the offseason and, and these moves and dominoes that start to fall. Now look, while I'm here singing the Nuggets and Jokic's praises, you know I'm going to be right back on my bullshit if Embiid comes back 
with an even another level next year. But honestly, even if I do that, like being real, who cares? Jokic and the Nuggets won it all this year. They did it. No matter what trash talk myself, Philly fans, anybody else have for them, they have the ultimate comeback, just like Giannis and the Bucks do. And what I would give to be able to experience that joy. Now, speaking of joy, or maybe lack thereof, I am so torn on how to feel about Jokic and his attitude towards the game of basketball. Like, it's clear he doesn't care. He said multiple times that, hey, this is just my job. Nobody likes their job. He showed zero emotion after winning it all. Tackled Murray into a pool, yeah, smiled once. No emotion. He just wanted to go home. He was bugged that the parade was on Thursday because he just wants to get out of there and go. Apparently, he lost his NBA Finals MVP trophy, which is hilarious. Malika Andrews interviewed him. She asked, she said, hey, you're the first Finals MVP that I've done this with where they don't bring their trophy in. He's like, yeah, I don't know where it is. Hopefully, I get it back. That's crazy. Now, look, on one hand, I think, honestly, it's a little endearing, I think, that he can relate and so many people can relate with them of like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do hate my job. I don't like my job. There are more important things than my job. Again, it's just his job, but him saying that there's more important things than basketball kind of is striking me in a weird way. On the other hand, you look at this. Yeah, maybe it's endearing on one hand. On the other hand, is it annoying? Like, I don't know how to feel. We have never seen a superstar like this in professional sports history. Think of the greats in every sport. Tiger, Gretzky, MJ, Kobe, Tom Brady. What do all those dudes have in common? They obsess. They literally obsess over winning. They would do anything to win. It's all that matters to them. Kobe has some saying, right? It's like friends come and go, but banners hang forever. That's all they, they and Kobe wanted to do. Have we been conditioned into thinking that this is like the mindset needed in order to win it all? For real. Have we been like brainwashed into thinking that this is the mentality to becoming an all-time great? Or is Jokic truly just one of a kind? Because I've never seen anything like it. Locker room, the dude isn't even smiling. He's like standing in the corner alone, holding his drink like that meme of the dude solo at a party. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he decides to just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going back there. And when he goes back home and just retires from the game of basketball for good. It is fascinating. The sport that so many of us, myself included, used to distract us from so many of life's problems, annoyances, pain, frustrations, all of that. We come to this game to get away from all that stuff, to distract ourselves, even if it's just for a few hours, a couple times a week. And here's this big, goofy white dude from Serbia who happens to be one of the best basketball playing big men that we've ever seen in history of the sport, and he could literally care less about it. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like insulting, confusing, endearing. I just am so torn and confused. I don't know how to feel about it. And look, don't get me wrong. I genuinely love the fact that he cares about his family, his wife, his daughter, like more than any of that. That's how it should be. We just have never seen anything remotely close to this before in sports. And I'm not sure how to react to it or process it. I don't know. I don't know. The the jury's still out for me. Okay, friends, time out for a minute because I want to chat about Griffles Plasma and also about how plasma makes medicines and how every donation you give with Griffles Plasma, it can be used to make up to five different medicines. 
Now, while there are lots of different plasma medicines used to treat a lot of patients for life-threatening injuries and illnesses, the point is that each time you donate, your plasma can be used to help save lives. Each time, that is huge. Multiply that by the number of times you give plasma, yep, you got it, even more huge. Kind of like Allen Iverson leading the 2001 Sixers to the NBA Finals all by himself. So shout out Griffles Plasma and all their teams across the country. Plasma makes medicines, and a lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate plasma and receive compensation for your efforts today. You can find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. That's Ball, folks. Brotherly Love and Hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. This leads us right into our Masterclass segment, sponsored by St. Paul Brand Clothing. 
As you all know, I'm a big fan of graphic tees, especially sports, music tees, everything like that. Quite literally just picked up a Mac Miller and Metro Boomin uh, shirt from them, and I absolutely love them. I am very happy to let you know that any listener to That's Ball folks can now get 10% off any order at stpaulbrand.com with code that's-ball-folks10. Again, that's that's-ball-folks10 to get 10% off any order. Again, basketball tees, music tees, they've got their own branded tees. Got them all, love them all, jump online, get you something you need to. Our week's masterclass segment winner, yes, I could have given it to Jokic, but I couldn't stop thinking about just the way that this entire Denver Nuggets team was put together. And I'm going to give it to the Denver Nuggets front office. They draft Nikola Jokic. They draft Jamal Murray. They draft Michael Porter Jr. They draft Christian Brown. They trade for KCP. Trade for Gordon. Sign Bruce Brown. Sign Jeff Green. They literally drafted the right guys, stuck with the right guys, traded away the right guys, traded for the right guys, and brought in the right free agents. We've all heard the story. We all know that Nikola Jokic was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial in the second round. We all know that. By the way, uh, Taco Bell needs to sign this man to a sponsorship deal now. There's good content for ads. That needs to happen. Anyway, they draft Jokic. We know that. They stick with Jamal Murray through his injuries. They draft Porter Jr. even with his back concerns coming out of college. They trade away Gary Harris. They bring in Aaron Gordon. I laughed at that trade when it happened. You can go back and listen to the episode. I did not think it would be a fit at all. Shout out Gordon for adapting his game to fit. They trade away Will Barton and Monte Morris. They land KCP, who ends up being the perfect wing piece for them. They sign Bruce Brown, who, in hindsight, that probably was the steal of the offseason. I am fascinated to see if he takes less money and stays in Denver, if they end up forking out the dough, if he cashes out somewhere else. He deserves it, period. They bring in a vet like Jeff Green. They made all the right moves. They were patient. They were smart. They had the right coach. They nailed it. No, their process wasn't better than the Sixers. I'm just kidding. Whatever. They nailed it. For a small market team like the Nuggets, it was awesome to see as a fan of the NBA, truly. It's what you want to see. There's parody in the league, and it is amazing. Growing up, I missed the days of, like, Iverson, right? That was my guy. Watched him play all the time. Growing up, every good team had one star. The Lakers had Shaq and Kobe, which is why they dominated. Nobody else really had two. But there's parody in the league. It was league-wide. And it feels like there is more parody in the league right now. And I love it. And the Nuggets, being a small market team... It's the best. Even the Heat, look at it. A finals run is the eight seed. Awesome. The season was awesome. This finals was awesome. If you're a fan of basketball, you should have been a fan of this season. I don't know. Shout out to the Nuggets front office, man. They did it perfect. They constructed the perfect roster to build around Nikola Jokic, to stick with Jamal Murray. And shout out Jamal Murray. Nobody loves a, a, a comeback story from injury more than sports fans do. And Jamal Murray is the perfect example of this. The dude absolutely balled out this postseason. He was the man. Jokic was the man. This team perfectly pieced together. I don't know. They deserved it. And they are the masterclass highlight winners this week. Shout out the front office for the Denver Nuggets. That's what I got for you, man. There's my uh, there's my big boy pants. 
I'm wearing it on the chin. I am a Sixers and Embiid fan who is openly admitting I was wrong about Jokic. I was wrong about Jokic's defense. Sure, he might not be the flashiest player, but boy, oh boy, he doesn't care. <laughs> boy, does he not care. And it works. And the team around him is perfect. They mesh, they gel, they do everything right. And that is why they are the NBA champions this year. So shout out the Nuggets, man. Happy for you. Happy for my Nuggets friends. Good for you guys. That is going to lead us right into our brotherly love and hate segment. Sponsored by PHI Apparel Co. Let's dive right in. Brotherly Love and Hate is brought to you by PHI Apparel Co. PHI Apparel Co. bringing quality t-shirts and unique designs to the great fans of Philly. As always, happy to have them as a sponsor of the segment. That leads right into it. I am joined by my baby brother, Jeremy. Jer, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. The uh, the finals is over. We, we This podcast is coming out a little bit, little bit late. Uh, I know. The season's I, I over. Hockey's should... over. I should change my answer to I'm doing fine. Um, the last two nights I've watched regular season baseball, so that should tell <laughs> you how how good I'm doing. Actually, <gasps> have you watched the Phillies at least? Uh, no, I I don't get the Phillies for some reason. I'm not going to pay for like the the pass. Um, so I watched the Subway series both both uh nights. So, oh, just on on ESPN. Yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, shout out my guy Giovanni, by the way, uh, works for, um, MLB and does, you know, like the, when somebody hits a home run and it shows like where the contact was made, the distance, it shows like those 3d like graphs and everything. Oh yeah. 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 He makes those. No way for MLB. Yeah. For MLB. So he's working, uh, the game tonight. I know that. What an awesome gig. I know. Sweet. Right. So does he do that for every hit? Or just like the home runs, I think home runs because they will they'll occasionally show it right, but yeah. So, but does he just wait then until there's a home run? He just kind of hangs out and watches the game. I think so. I I don't know the details of it, but I think it's just home runs because uh, it shows like exit velocity and all, all right. that fun stuff. And yeah, he does that. Sounds like the greatest gig of all time. I know it's amazing. Is he and is he in he, person? Uh, no, he works out of a studio. I asked him that in New York. Um. Oh. And yeah, big devils fan. Love that. Yeah. Love that. E- even better. Um, speaking of love that, let's dive into it here. Uh you've got one love, one hate for us this week. And yep. I think we should start with the love again. Great. Let's do it. Okay. I know you love this as well. And most people love it. And people these people are needed. Everyone needs these people around them. Every okay. group needs one. I love laughers. Yeah. I yes. love a good laugher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and every group, well, most groups have at least one, right? The more the merrier is what I say. If I'm the only one who who's making jokes and I'm surrounded by laughers, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yes. Especially for you because you are not a laugher. You only laugh at your own jokes. And I do. You so you are the opposite. But however, being on the opposite side of the table, you probably more than most people enjoy having laughers because you are not that. So you love having people react to your jokes. Right. That that is correct. If see laughter brings joy, right? And it's good for you. I don't get that. So watching people laugh 
that's what brings me the joy because I, okay. I don't laugh. I, I just hit them with that's funny. Yeah, you always say, say that's funny. Why don't you laugh? I don't know. Maybe people should be funnier. People around me should <laughs> be funnier. I don't I don't know. But, but I do love a, a good joke that I tell. Yes, you do. Morris, you and McCauley, my wife, I think are the two people who love your own jokes more than any people I know. And I appreciate that about both of you. Yeah. I mean, we're a rare breed. <laughs> you, you are. There aren't we, many, we, many of us around. In our friend group, we've got we've got laughers. I I'm I'm a good example. I think I'm a mixed bag. I'm a laugher, yeah. but I am also a laugh giver and provider. Uh, right. But I would say everybody in our friend group is like that. But like our buddy Riker, Riker is the perfect laugher. Great laugher. If, if you get him laughing, it's on. It's he is a big fella who has a hearty chuckle. And when he laughs really hard, he cries and everybody enjoys laughing with him. And I love having Riker around for that reason, because he also thinks he thinks we have the same sense of humor. So he appreciates he appreciates jokes. And I love having Riker around because he laughs at everything. He is a great laugher. Great guy to be around, especially when when you're trying to be funny. It's great. 100 percent. I will say about 50 percent of the reason I ended up marrying my wife is because her family are full of laughers. Oh, every okay. single one of them's a laugher. And every time I'm around them, I feel like I'm on top of the world. So they just think you're the funniest person who's ever lived. Listen, I don't want to speak for them, but yes. <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. That's a fun feeling, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had it before, and it's great. That's That is really funny. Well, look, I, I like that love. I, I I love that love. Everybody needs a laugher. If your friend group does not have a laugher, uh, branch out. Maybe cut branch some out. cut some ties or just bring in some more. Spread those arms a little bit wider and let's bring in another friend because you need right. a laugher in your group. Unless you are the laugher. That's and true. There's nothing wrong with being the laugher. That's great. Everyone loves you. That is true. I, I agree. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's a really good love. I I'm almost sad that we even have to go with a hate here because that is such a, that's a good, such a good high that just that Thank makes you. me happy. Yeah. Good one. That's a good love. Thank you so much. All right. Hit us so, with your hate. Let's get negative. I hate, I hate this so much and everyone hates it, right? Like everyone hates it. Nobody's going to love this, but I hate it more than probably the average person. The reason why is because I love socks and I hate when I do a load of laundry and a damn sock disappears. I don't know where it goes. I don't know how it disappeared, but it happens probably. It used to happen more than it does now, but I'd say once a quarter, once a quarter, I'll lose a sock and it, it ruins my day and I get so pissed. That's fair. Do you do your own laundry? Like does Tara, do, do you guys do a split or does like Tara do a lot of laundry? How, what is your dynamic? Yeah, like? it, it's a, it's a combo. So I'll, okay. I'll do some She'll Whenever we have time, just whoever's free, we'll do it there. I, I know you're like me. I have more socks than any human should ever have. Yeah, I have. So, and I know you're the same way. I have so many pairs of socks. It's ridiculous. And right. I, my problem is I, will pick like 
out of the I'm going to act. I'm literally I started cleaning them out. And funny enough, I'm in my office and I'm looking at a pile of them right now that I'm getting rid of. Okay. And out of the I don't know how many pairs, uh, just for the example, out of the hundred pairs of socks I have, I rotate between like the same seven ish pairs of socks, wow. which doesn't which doesn't make any sense because I have so many of them. But right. I I become obsessed with like a pair because they're really comfy or I like the color. I like how they look, whatever. And there is no feeling that quite competes with losing or just having that like you you do a load, you get it out, you are folding laundry and there's just one solo sock and you have yeah. absolutely no idea where it went. And you hold out hope that, OK, it's still in the laundry basket. It's going to just be in the load behind it. And a lot of times it is. But a right. lot of times it's not. And that's a really sad feeling. Where do they go? I don't know. Where are that's they? A, it's a great question. There's, there's a sock thief roaming around Saratoga Springs, Utah, stealing my stance socks. A little sock elf, but a he's little, not. A little he, sock boy. Yeah, but stealing he's a, my he's socks. A, he's, a, he's a thief. Um, remember we were when we were little. Dad mm-hmm. had a Jeep and it would show. We thought it was cool because like in the middle of the of the two front seats up above, um, yeah. it showed whenever well at all times it would show how many miles tell empty. And whenever right. we would come to a stop, the miles tell empty would go up a little bit. I don't know if you remember this. And I we and we loved it. And dad made a joke with us that uh, there was a little a tiny little elf man or just a little man who anytime the car would stop, he would hurry and fill up uh, with a little yeah. bit of gas. <laughs> yeah. I never believed what a weird that. I just thing. Thought, what a weird thing to make up. I know. I thought it was funny. I never believed it. And it was just funny to picture. But maybe it's something similar to that. And there is this little yeah. person who just loves socks. And he's out there just pillaging people's laundry rooms. He's ruining my life. He he retired from gasoline. And he's moved on to stance socks. <laughs> Listen, I... My go-to sock is the Stance tabbed socks. Do you wear those? Them. You wear those not just when you golf. You wear them all the time. I wear them every day. Okay. Mainly because longer socks look funny on my short legs. I don't know why. It just unless I'm playing basketball, I'm not going to wear the, the longer socks. Okay. And here's a here's a fun fact about myself. I do love socks, but I also don't fold my socks into them like a normal person, like into what? each other to match the pair. What do you do? Dude, you know when you buy like a pack of socks, they're like folded. Yeah. They're not like rolled into each other. They're just folded. I fold all my socks. What? Yeah. Every single one of them. No so wonder I, you're I find, losing I so pair many. Them. No, what? No, it has nothing to do with it. I pair them and then I'll fold them like how they came packaged. They weren't well, meant to be um i don't know how to even explain it rolled into each other they're not meant for that it loses the it ruins the elastic on it and so it's not as tight around your your foot over time that's what happens while i do actually agree with that they're folded because they have that piece of plastic that goes through them that keeps them all together no 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 that's not that's not the only reason it's because they're sitting on the shelf if they were rolled into each other they'd be ruined one sock would be tighter than the others I can't. I want to send what... you a picture of of my drawer because yeah, I was going to say I want to see what your drawer looks like. It probably looks better than mine. I I just 
oh. uh, roll them up like every other human. That's yeah. what people do, right? Yeah. I mean, Tara, whenever I'm folding laundry, I'm rolling hers and folding mine. That is hilarious. I did not yeah. know that. Kind of weird. I Yes, I do that with all of them. Long socks, basketball socks, you know, my tab socks, which I have 50 pairs of. Well, okay. I, I Let me say this. Uh, the reason I cycle between like those pairs of socks or whatever. So for like work, I travel for trade shows. I wear not dress socks, but like I wear different crazy socks, whatever. So right. like stance makes those thinner socks. And I wear mm-hmm. those with my dress shoes, like my Cole Hans. Mm-hmm. So th- those are like my dress side, but then it depends on what kind of pants I'm wearing. Uh, if it's not dress clothes. So like I have some pants that are uh, the brand. I love ugly. I don't know mm-hmm. if if you know that. Um, yeah, they they they're like Kobe. Uh, I I gave style. you those pants. Yes, and I just got three more. What uh, the hell, they, man? You they forgot? Don't... No, I didn't forget. Those ones that you gave me are joggers. So oh, okay. it, it depends on what kind of pants you're wearing. So like for joggers, for me, I don't wear high socks. I show off my ankle. Sure. But with with these Kobe uh, style pants, they don't go down all the way, so it like exposes a little bit between your shoe and your pants. And I wear longer socks. And when I say longer socks, I just mean like like up to the bottom of my calf, sure. right? Not not very long. Um, so again, but then if I'm wearing shorts, right? It depends. Uh, Stance makes these ones that are even shorter. They're not short socks. They're taller than your tab ones, but they're not up to like your calf. They're like in the middle. And if I'm wearing like basketball shorts, I wear those. If right. I am wearing uh, some like nice board shorts or something, then I'll wear ankle socks. You, you got to mix it up. Anyway, I just had to clarify that because yeah, yeah. The rotating no, between all. Of I'm them. not arguing with you. That's the way you're supposed to do it. But with how my body is shaped, it just I just can't do it. Short legs. My calves aren't big, but they're too big for these long socks. I just you have big I respect calves. people who do it. I think it looks great. That's the style. And I wish I could do it. Some things, you know, they look great on other people, don't look good on you, but you wish they did. That's, yeah, that's one of them. That's fair. Like you said, you'll you'll never wear high tops because you feel like your legs are too short. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just an example. <laughs> yeah. No, I I have worn Listen, I love high tops and I've worn them and I have multiple pairs, but they just don't look as good on me as on other people cuz how my legs are shaped. Look, I don't think it has as much to do with your leg shape as it has to do with the style of pants you're wearing. If if it's the correct fit of pants, it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe I need a new pair of pants. Let's get you some pants. Yeah. You're you're a very comfort you're a comfy dresser. You look nice, yeah. but you you do you, would you say you prioritize comfort? Uh probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wear like nice like your Lulu joggers yeah. or Probably always those or some like Nike ones or whatever. But I'm, I'm Adam Sandler. <laughs> You're not. Adam I dress Sandler. like Adam Sandler. A collared shirt and 2001 basketball shorts. Yeah, that would it's be awesome. You need to actually. I want to see that. That would be great. Um. Anyway, I like where this conversation's headed. I also. I. You're right. Nobody. Nobody dislike. Like nobody feels another type of way besides hating. The fact that their right. socks disappeared. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, it will ruin my day. Yeah. Not a lot ruins my day, like, right off the bat. That's one of, like, five things. Yeah. That's one of five. What are the others? Well, one is 
if I'm, if I start sweating when I'm not planning on sweating, I will instantly you know, get flustered and it'll ruin my whole day. I agree with that. We both uh, hate being hot. I'm my worst self when I'm, when I'm hot. Yeah. That's not even a question. Uh, you, I'm not trying to out you, but just to go off of that in high school, your little periwinkle car, you would put your, if you were hot, Rather than your back sweating, you would lay your seat, the driver's seat, all the way down and you would just sit up. <laughs> I did do that. Yes. But my AC was broken. Oh, I didn't know your AC was broken. Yeah. So it wasn't in hindsight, it was, it was dumb. But at the time, I'm like, this is genius. I'm not going to have sweaty back. It's not dumb. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's funny. And it's fu- it would probably be hilarious to see just a stranger drive by with no seat. Yeah. I mean, I... I didn't care at the time. I was just thinking about <laughs> if my shirt was going to be sweaty or not. It's a good one. Okay. That's a, what are the other, what are some other things that immediately ruin your day? That's a good um, one. Sweating when not expected is a good one. When I lose my chapstick. E, okay. You are a big, because I have guy. it on me at all times around the house, okay. everywhere. That's one of the things I always have on me. So it's like a comfort thing. Like if you reach down your pocket, it's gone. You're like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Everything's messed up. Like I went to a wedding. Well, I went to a couple last week, but I think it was on Friday. Had my chapstick, went out to the parking lot to say goodbye to a family member, came back in a couple minutes later, realized I didn't have it. I went back out there. It took me 15 minutes to find it in the parking lot because <laughs> I was panicking. I didn't want to drive to the gas station to buy one. That's amazing. Okay. Sweat your chapstick, losing a sock. What else? Um, Probably... I also need to have tissue on me at all times. Okay. Um, Relatable. Can't blow my nose, right? So I always have to have tissue in my pocket. Yep. I feel you there. Okay. And if I don't have it, I'm going to, I'm going to panic. Yeah. I get that. I 100% understand that. Yeah. Now that's all I've got off the top of my head. Those are pretty good. And you came up with those really quick. You didn't even have to think. So yeah, I, be- because I believe I'm that. telling you they're a big deal. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this, we went on some nice segues and some nice tangents here, but yeah. th- that is a great love. That's a good hate. And uh, yeah, you want to hit us with anything else before you peace out? No, I've got nothing for you. Just like how the sports world is ending for a few months. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, I let me just say this, how you said about just uh, regular season baseball. Um, we just got back from Boston, yep. went to a Red Sox game, uh, went to Fenway. Regular season baseball is like pulling teeth. It right. is. It's so fun to be there in person. Like, right. Obviously, game day environment is great. Uh, let me say this. This was my first game I've been to in person this year. The pitch clock changes things. It almost felt like the game went by too fast, uh, mm. but it was very pleasant. It was nice. Um, so I haven't I haven't seen it in in person yet. Um, yeah, but that's that's one of the things, right? Like when I'm at the game, I don't care if it's five hours long. I'm planning on hanging out and socializing, right? See, um, that's what that's what I thought. So the game we went to, it ended up going to extras, and it went to a rain delay uh, midway through the tenth. Yeah, and tough. even midway through the tenth. We had only been there for three hours. That I don't know. Part's kind of nice. Yeah, it was nice. I'm telling you, it was a it was a nice it was a nice experience. Anyway, uh, I just have to say this because it was unbelievable. We waited until the day of. It, I, look, it's a combination of a bunch of different things, but 
the fact that the Sox are terrible and last in yep. their division, the fact that who they were playing, the Rockies are also terrible. And I believe last in their division. And the fact that it was a Monday night game was like mm-hmm. the perfect storm, but we paid a little over a hundred bucks a piece. We sat on the third row behind home plate and it was delightful. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially at Fenway. That's yeah. Nuts. I thought uh, even when the socks are bad, like they've, they've had a rough little stretch here the past few years, a uh, few seasons, but I thought with how tiny Fenway is and just how Boston fans are, I thought there, Oh, there's no way. I honestly right. thought when I saw him that morning, I'm like, uh, this isn't like, this isn't supposed to be here. This isn't accurate. Uh, but the guy I sat next to said the same thing. He's been doing it for, he said uh, almost since the season started now, every Monday he does the same thing. Waits till the day of and buys them for like a hundred bucks. That sounds awesome because yeah. your seats were legit. Oh, they were unbelievable. It was yeah. it was great. And it was uh, my wife, McCall, her first time at Fenway. Tough, tough uh, now thinking of it. The bar was set so high. <laughs> that was quite the first uh, You might never be able to take her back. I know. Tough go. Uh, yeah. We were holding out. I know I was texting for this and kind of trying to get your advice, but I always wanted to sit on the monster. We've been lucky. Right. Me and you, we've been to Fenway a bunch. Uh, right. We went all growing up with dad. And it, I've always wanted to sit on the monster. We've been up there for like BP and stuff and that's fun, but I just think taking in a game from up there would be awesome. The tickets mm-hmm. got around like two eighty with fees. Um, and that's honestly probably the cheapest that they'll get. I imagine. Right. Um, but it was between that. And then I just, I couldn't turn down the third row behind home plate for a little over a hundred bucks. It's too good to too good to pass on. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you made the right decision doing that. I think so too. But the, at the some mo- point, I also would like to sit on the monster because that's kind of on the bucket list. Yeah, we'll we'll do it together. We'll make it happen. Yeah, it'll happen. All right. Anyway, uh, regular season baseball is brutal, but fun time in Boston. They also lost, but it was right. fun. Yeah. Well, at least you saw a close game. True. Very true. All right, brother. Thank you again for joining, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Okay. Sounds good, man. See ya. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Again, happy to wear it on the chin. Happy to talk about it openly. I was wrong, and I'm happy to admit it. But, man, I'm excited and already pumped for next season. Hopefully, man, I just want to experience that joy. I really really do. I really do, and I'm sick of getting teased. So, hopefully, they've got something something lined up and something up their sleeve for this offseason. Anyway, hope you all have a fantastic week. Again, thank you for listening as always. Feel free, like, subscribe, review, one star, five stars, all that stuff. Don't care. Just appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Going to be doing a yet another giveaway on Twitter, so eyes open for that. And, uh, yeah, again, hope you all have a great week. Be nice to each other. Love you all. And uh, that's all. Thanks.